Y'all glad to be here this morning? I tell you all the time that we're not here because somebody died. We're here because somebody's alive. We didn't come to go to a funeral today. We come to shout and celebrate that we serve a risen Savior. It is good to have everyone here this morning. I want to thank all of our visitors for being here today. We're going to celebrate Jesus. We're going to celebrate our salvation today. Are y'all ready to have church? All right. This time, Miss Jordan Levis is going to break our special. He 
From the darkness of the tomb, a light began to shine. In the darkness of their sorrow, joy awoke in the disciples' hearts. And into the darkness of life comes the hope, the power, and the glory of the risen Christ.
Our hearts cry out with thankfulness, and we raise our voices in grateful hallelujah. And
is the day the Lord has made. A day when joy awakens and our hearts cry out in gratitude. A day we celebrate the crimson love of our Savior. And this is the day we have come to tell everyone that He is alive. Religion 
is different from all the other religions and what sets us apart from everybody else is our Savior is alive. Their leader, the one they follow, is dead and in their grave. But ours is not in their, his grave today. The tomb is empty. And I'm glad to know that he is alive this morning. John 11 and in verse 23, Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Now listen to what Jesus said. And Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. Our Heavenly Father, bless the reading of the Scripture this morning. I need your help today to preach your word. Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I want to be led and guided and directed this morning. And I pray that we allow your Spirit to have free reign in this place. And I pray, Lord, that souls will be saved. Lord, there's a lot of sin in this world. There's a lot of people dying and going to hell for no reason. Lord, you did everything to make it possible so that we can spend an eternity in heaven. Lord, nobody has to die and go to hell today because of what you did at Calvary and what you did at that tomb three days later. Lord, thank you for that place called heaven. Thank you for making yourself the way. I love you and I praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. The title of the message this morning is Hope in the Midst of Sorrow. Hope in the Midst of Sorrow. That's what it's all about this morning, isn't it? Because Jesus is alive, we have hope in the midst of sorrow. Because He defeated death, hell, in the grave, no matter how bad, no matter how much sorrow that we might face in our life, there is always hope there, isn't it? There's always hope. And I'm glad today that no matter what your family may face, or what my family may face, no matter what you may go through, or what I go through, I'm glad that I can have hope in Jesus Christ. I'm glad that even though this world is going the wrong way, even though there's cancer on every every hand, and everywhere you look there's sin in the streets, and they're turning their backs against God, friend, no matter how much adversity, no matter how much sorrow, I'm glad that no matter how bad it is, there is hope because of Jesus Christ. I'm glad in the midst of cancer there is hope in Jesus Christ. I'm glad in the midst of sin and sorrow there is hope in Jesus Christ. I'm glad that when that loved one passes from this whole life, I am glad there is hope in Jesus Christ. The Scripture says, the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15 and 19, that if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Could you imagine living this life without the hope that we have in Jesus? We're already miserable, aren't we? But we would be a men most miserable. There would be no victory. There would be no hope. There would be no life. But praise be to God that He gave us His only begotten Son so that regardless of what you may go through, Jesus Christ can give you hope today. 
may I say there is hope in Jesus. It's not found in Muhammad. It's not found in Baal. But hope is in Jesus Christ and in Jesus alone. And in the name of Jesus is victory. I want you to know there is victory in Jesus this morning. There is victory in the midst of sorrow. I want you to notice the story, and I know most of you know this story, very familiar story, that Jesus uh, came that day and He uh, raised Lazarus from the dead. But I want us to notice first off this morning the reality of death. And we know this story, we know this passage of Scripture, that Jesus loved these people here in Bethany, Mary, Martha, and their brother Lazarus. Lazarus was sick. We know that he had died. The Bible says in verse 17, that when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. So Jesus went to this place to a man that had passed away. Four days he had been in the grave. No doubt there was sorrow at the house that he went to visit that day. There was no doubt there was adversity in the midst of that family. He knew these women. He knew that man. He knew this family. He loved them with all of their heart. And friend, that day sorrow had came to their house. I want you to know there's coming a day that sorrow is coming to your house. There's a day that sorrow's coming to my house. Every day we face sorrow, but friend, there's going to be times that tragedy takes place. There's going to be death in your life. There's going to be deaths in your family. And friend, let's get real. We can go through a lot of things, but there's nothing more sorrowful when we lose somebody we love. And these two women lost somebody that they loved with all of their heart. But the reality of it is, is death is a real thing. Death is something that takes place every single day. I want you to know that the greatest sorrow that we face in this life is the fact that we can lose our loved ones. At the moment of the twinkling of an eye, our world can turn upside down. At just when the phone rings, can you imagine what Joe went through that day? One day he's sitting there shouting and praising, and God is good. He's got seven sons and three daughters. And at the snap of a finger, sorrow hit the house of Job, and he lost all seven sons and all three daughters. I have three kids, and I don't want to imagine it today. I do not want to imagine going through what Job had to go through. There's families you know and you may have gone through it. Friend, it's not fun, but the reality of it is death is a real thing. And death is something that we must deal with today. Jesus dealt with it, praise God. And we must deal with the fact that death is coming. Number one, death is an ugly event. This event ripped this family apart. There is nothing that can turn your world upside down like death coming to your family. A loved one, a husband, a spouse, a child, a parent, a a friend. It rips us apart. It turns everything upside down. Friend, there's nothing good when it comes to death. There is nothing good when it comes to death. Let's get real. Nobody wants to have a funeral today. Nobody wants to go to the cemetery. But friend, it's something that happens. And it is an ugly event, but I want you to know it is a universal event. It is something that happens in Hamburg, Arkansas. 
It's something that happens in Monroe, Louisiana. It happens all around the world. And friend, hold on because one day it's going to happen to you. The Bible says that it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. Have you ever heard the lost man say, Well, I ain't got but two things to look forward to in this life, dying and paying taxes. <laughs> well, what a miserable life, huh? But we all know we're going to die. You say, Oh, not me, preacher. Well, friend, wake up. Because one day you're going to die. You don't have enough money to escape death. You don't have enough popularity to escape death. Death is a reality. It is a universal event that will take place with everybody. If it hasn't happened to your family, hold on, because it's going to happen one day. It's going to happen. Everybody dies. Boy, that's that good news, ain't it? <laughs> Boy, I'm the bearer of good news this morning. Everybody dies. At the moment of a twinkling of an eye, everybody is going to die. Let's face it. Death is coming to me. You say, preacher, you're 32 years old. That does not mean anything. I could die today. You could die today. Because the death is universal. The reality of it is real. It can happen to me. It can happen to anybody. But friend, also death is an unexpected event. Unexpectedly today, my life can turn upside down because of death. Because of that, unexpectedly, boom, something happened, tragedy takes place, boom, my world has turned upside down. Friend, I'm going to be honest, there is no way to live life. To live life knowing that one day I'm going to die, and all I have to look forward to is dying. Dying. You know, so many people think that when you die, you just go and you sit in the grave. You know, I'm going to die. And so when I die, they're going to put me in the cemetery out there at Promised Land and I'm going to stay there. No, that's not right. Because when you die, and you will die, and when you do die, your spirit will leave your body and your body will go to the cemetery, but your spirit will either go to hell or it will go to heaven. And that's the reality of death. And death is a separation from the body and the soul. And when you die, your soul will be separated from your body Forever, ever, ever, and ever. Okay? We think, boy, there's no good news in that. Well, there's not. Okay? Because the reality of it is, we all have to face it. But I'm glad that Jesus was not satisfied with us dying and going to hell. I'm glad today that Jesus was not satisfied for families to live life with no hope. I'm glad that Jesus was satisfied that that he that people didn't have to go through this without some kind of help and some kind of victory. Jesus said, I'm going to do something about this. And He went to the house that day that death had visited this house. But not only did death visit this house, but praise God, Jesus visited that house that day. And when Jesus came and visited that house, I want you to know that He brought great hope. Notice number two, a declaration of hope. Notice what Jesus said in verse 25. Praise God. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. Are y'all with me this morning? Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He never said that I will make you escape death. He never said, I'll take death away from you. But He did say, I am the resurrection. What resurrection means is that Jesus has the power to bring life to something that is dead. 
He never said that you have to skip death, but He did say, I will bring life to that which is dead. Inside, spiritually, we are dead. We are sinners. And because of our sin, we will die and go to that place called hell. Jesus, praise God, is not satisfied with that today. He does not want you to die and go to hell. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus says that He alone holds and has the power to bring life to that which is dead. He alone has the ability, the authority, to take that which is dead inside and bring life to it. I am so glad today that Jesus has the power to give us life. Praise God, He can give us abundant life, but praise God, He can give us eternal life today. When Jesus comes to your house and He brings hope, He says, I am the resurrection and the life. You believe in Me, and you can have this life. You can have this resurrection. All you have to do is believe in Me. Believe in Me. You say, preacher, why should I believe? that Jesus can do this because Jesus has done it before. And during His personal ministry, He raised three people from the dead. He, he, we know during His personal ministry that He raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. He raised the widow of Nain's, uh, her son from the dead. And here in this Scripture, He's fixing to raise Lazarus from the dead. Three people in His earthly ministry that He's proven to us He alone has the ability to bring life to dead. Let me tell you something. Jesus can bring you to life this morning. Jesus can take that which is dead and bring life to it. Now listen. I love what Jesus did. He went out there in the cemetery and He said, Lazarus, come forth. Okay? Now this is how much power Jesus has. All eyes up here, please. I want your attention. All eyes up here. Jesus went out to the cemetery that day. He said, Lazarus, come forth. When Jesus speaks, things happen. Lazarus came forth. And I believe this with all of my heart, that Jesus had to call him by name. Because if he had just said, come forth, the whole cemetery would have came forth that day. That's how much power is in Jesus. That's how much power that Jesus has because He is the resurrection and the life. And He did it during His earthly ministry. He raised three people from the dead. This man was dead four days. He raised him from the dead. All He's trying to prove to us is, hey, I've got the power. I can do it. You know what else He did? He raised Himself from the dead. He raised Himself from the dead. The Romans said, we're going to do everything to shut this man up. We're going to end his life. And friend... Even even the people knew that He was going to raise the third day. And some of the chief priests and Pharisees went to Pilate and they said, You know what? Now that we've killed Him, we've put Him in a tomb, we need to seal that tomb up and we need to put a watch there because they said He's going to raise again the third day and His disciples may break in and may steal His body. Friend, the disciples didn't break in. Nobody stole His body because Jesus raised Himself from the dead. He raised Himself from the dead. And the difference in Him and those other three people that He raised from the dead is that when they died, when they lived, they died, then they lived again, and then they died again. But with Jesus, He lived, He died, and He lives forevermore. He lives forevermore. 
And there will never be any end to Jesus Christ. And praise God, the Scripture says, the Apostle Paul said, that He is the first fruits of our resurrection. Friend, that means because of what Jesus did, He can do it for us. He did it for those three. He did it for Himself. And He promised those who believe in Him that He would do it for them. Notice what the Scripture says. Listen, here's the power of the Word right here. Notice verse 25. I am the resurrection and the life. He that goes gets baptized. Though he were dead, yet shall he live. That's not what it said. I am the resurrection and the life, and he that do good things, though he were dead, yet shall live. No. Notice what he said. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me. He that believeth in me. He said, if you believe in me, I will bring life to you, and you will never die. You will never die. Notice what he said, verse 26. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. If you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and you've made Him your personal Savior, friend, you will never die. Death will never have a hold on you. Hell will never have a hold on you. The devil will never have a hold on you. Because Jesus has brought life to you. Friend, what an awful day that Lazarus died. What an event of sorrow. But praise God, Jesus came to the house. And friend, Jesus is coming to your house and He's standing at the door. And He's knocking on your door. And He's saying, I am the resurrection and I am the life. You never have to die and go to hell. You never have to spend eternity without Me. All you have to do is believe in Me and give Me your life and I will save you. I will save you. And friend, Jesus will save you today. Can more than four people amen that? Amen. Jesus will save you. He said, I've got, I am the life. You believe. And I'll come in and change everything. Now notice Acts chapter 1. I'm I'm getting close. Acts chapter 1. I want you to notice this new concept of life. Acts 1 and verse 9. And there's something about this declaration of hope. The only way you can have hope is by trusting in Jesus. This hope is not found in lost people. Okay? If you're lost, you don't have this hope. And this new concept of life that I'm fixing to present to you, it's not for lost people. I'm sorry. You have to believe before this concept can be applied to your life. Notice what it said in Acts 1 and verse 9. And when He had spoken these things while they beheld, He was taken up and a cloud received Him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as He went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. Which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven. This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven. Now notice the new concept here. We see God's divine control in this. The Bible said that Jesus was taken. Now we know Jesus rose again the third day. He spent 40 days on this earth with with His disciples. When He ascended, He ascended on the Mount of Olives. This is a picture, because He is the first fruits of the resurrection, this is a picture of what a child of God can experience today. The Bible said that He was taken up into heaven. That means that He was literally grabbed up. That means He was taken away from. 
Jesus was here one minute, and boom, the next minute He wasn't here. Heaven received Him. He didn't receive heaven. You don't receive heaven. But heaven receives us. And heaven, almost like a vacuum, sucked Him up, and boom, just like that's how fast it happens. And boom, just like that, He's gone. Just like that, He went into heaven. Just like that, He was taken away. And may I tell you, that's how fast it's going to be for you, and that's how fast it's going to be for me. Okay? But I want you to know the divine assistance here. Every time we see somebody going into heaven, we see angels around. In fact, the Bible said that when but Lazarus and the rich man, when Lazarus died, he was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. Let me tell you what happens. When you die and you're a believer, if you're unsaved, I'm not talking to you right now, okay? I'm sorry. It ain't for you until you believe. But believer, listen. The moment that our body dies, there's a separation between our soul and our body. And the angels retrieve our soul and they take us into heaven. And we're taken up. We don't receive heaven, but heaven receives us. And heaven sucks us up and boom, just like that. Boom, we're gone. And the angels of God takes us into heaven and there we are before the very throne of a holy and righteous God. What does that mean? That means if you're saved today, when you die, and you will die, that means when you close your eyes, your body may be here. But bless God, your soul is with the Lord. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of the saints. I want you to know it's a precious thing. You say, preacher, how can I have hope in death? How can I have hope when my loved one dies? Our hope is in Jesus. I have had some people that I love dearly go on before us, and so have you. And it hurts, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. But praise God for the hope that we have in Jesus. That if they have placed their faith and trust in Him, the moment they closed their eyes, their spirit went directly to be with the Lord. There was no pause. There was no hesitation. Boom, just like that. They were received up and they were before the very presence of God. May I tell you what the presence of God is going to be like. The Bible said that Jesus will be there at the right hand of the throne of God. And there, there's people, there's elders, there's the saints, the redeemed, and they're all sitting there giving glory and honor to Jesus Christ. And they're worshiping and they're praising. Praise God, there won't be any sickness in heaven. There won't be any cancer in heaven. There won't be any frowning in heaven. Amen. There won't be any sorrow. There won't be any adversity. Because the Bible said that all things will be passed away. All these things that we know, that we live with, bless God, they'll be gone. And when we get to heaven, all things will become new. We'll have a new life with Him. And man, it hurts to lose people. But bless God for the hope that they're with Jesus. I've lost loved ones. You've lost loved ones. And because of Jesus, I have a hope that they're with Him. And they're not suffering anymore. They're not hurting anymore. Hey, don't weep for those who die in the Lord. Praise Him for it. Praise Him for it. Where would we be without that blessed hope? Where would we be without the knowledge and the confidence that, hey, if I die today, I'm going to be with Jesus. Jesus did it first so we could do it through Him. If death knocks on your door today, you're going somewhere. You're not going to the grave. 
You're going to heaven, you're going to hell. That's the reality. I hope and pray that you're going to heaven. I'm glad that day he came knocking on my door. He's standing at the door and he's knocking. Oh, he's waiting for us to receive him. He's sitting there knocking. You're lost and you need to be saved. Praise God, when I was 13 years old, he went knocking on my heart and soul. Just a knock and let me in, Josh. I want to save you. You're going to die one day. You need to be saved. He sends that sweet Holy Spirit knocking on me. I didn't know what it was at that time, but there was a steady knocking. You're dying and you're going to hell. You need to be saved. I'm standing at the door knocking. All you got to do is open and I'll come in unto you and I'll save you and I'll give you a hope and a victory like you've never seen before. The greatest day of my life is when I open that door and I receive Jesus as my personal Savior. And that very moment, that very day, He brought a hope to my life like I've never had before. Yes, I may go home today and my life may be turned upside down. I may lose my family today. I may lose every possession I have today. But blessed be to God, my eternity is secure in Jesus. And I know that I know that I know that I know if I die today, I'm going to heaven. I don't like these I don't knowers. I'll be honest. I ask people all the time, if you die right now, where you go, well, I don't know. Blessed be to God, Jesus can give you some no this morning. He can give you some confidence. He can give you some victory. He can give you some shout this morning if you, if you let Him. He will come in and make everything better. Well, if I do good enough, quit. It's not about you. It's not about what you can do. It's about what He's already done. I'm tired of hearing, oh, if I can do good enough. You never can do good enough. He's already done good enough. We have faith and trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Would you stand with me very quiet, very reverent this morning? The opportunity is here. The opportunity is here. Isn't this what the resurrection of Jesus is all about? We have hope. Listen to this song. I walk by the tomb of Buddha. Looked inside and saw his bones. Traveled on to see Muhammad still wrapped up in his grave clothes. Then I journeyed to the garden where old Joseph left him lay. But the precious Lamb of God's only begotten, he was no longer in the grave. If you're wandering in the darkness, come and step into the light. Nail-scarred hands reached out to help you, to pull you safe from death to light. Friend, I too have stood where you stand. Could I trust in things unseen? Just one step in His direction, then in love He ran to me. If you knew Him like I know Him, you would know that He's alive. May I say that again? If you knew Him like I know Him, you would know that He's still alive. He's still alive. If you felt Him like I feel Him, resurrection deep inside. If you know He's living and death has died, you ask me how I know He lives. He lives within my heart. He lives within my heart. If you felt Him like I feel Him, resurrection deep inside, you know He's living and death has died. Death has died. If you're here and you need to be saved, would you walk this aisle and let me show you how to be saved? When's the last time you just stopped? And he said, Jesus, thank you for going to the cross. Thank you for dying and defeating death, hell, and the grave. You know, sometimes, say people, 
He wants us just to stop and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. These altars are open. If you want to come to these altars, just fall down before me and say, thank you, Lord. If you have a decision to make this morning, let's do it. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Miss Dana's just playing. If you have a decision to make, would you make it this morning? He is the resurrection and the life.